this week, we had cyber attacks, stimulus deals, and resignations leading up to a very complicated week. This is Politics Schmaltics, and you're listening to the week of 12 13 2020. This is Politics Schmaltics. Politics always. So it's the second to last Saturday of 2020, and yeah, 2020 is coming to an end, which is pretty great news because no one I know likes 2020. Anyways, <laughs> let's begin, and we're going to start with the Senate. So the Senate is having a lot of trouble getting a stimulus check out to the public, and they, they've settled on about a $900 billion deal. And... Pretty much the main point of argument is the amount of money that goes out to people. Bernie Sanders and friends wants about $1,200 to go out to individuals and $2,400 to go out to families. But everyone else or the vast majority has settled on about $600 to go out to individuals and $300 per week unemployment, unemployment benefits, right? So that's pretty much where it's going. And the thing is, by December 26th, if this check doesn't get out to everyone, 12 million people are going to lose their jobs, which is a pretty sad thing to think about on Christmas Day. If the next day you're going to lose your job, you know, that's that's not it's going to really go over your head. It's going to be fall. That thought's going to be following you wherever you are. And so it would really reassure people if the Senate could just vote on this bill. And they say they say they're going to vote on it by Sunday or Monday, right? Sunday or Monday. And really, government funding's running out, and the Senate is just barely, they're just barely avoiding a government shutdown. And government shutdowns is are bad for people who are working for the government because they won't get paid either. So, you know, nobody wants a government shutdown. There was already a 36-day one. I remember that was extremely long, but anyways, anyways, let's continue. If they manage to get this out, of course, everybody will be relieved. 12 million people won't lose their jobs. And the thing is, if even if one senator doesn't agree with these conditions, that senator can actually delay this bill by days. Just one out of the 101, including the vice president. And so everybody really, everybody really needs to be on board with this bill. It's all hands on deck. So a pretty big moment this week was when Attorney General and future former Attorney General William Barr resigned. And his resignation letter was about a page and a quarter long, and it was mainly about the successes of President Trump and what a great president he was. Um, William Barr said that he would resign by the 23rd of December and he would deal and he had issues to deal with between now and the 23rd. And so President Trump tweeted in a pretty bright message that he had a nice meeting with Attorney General Bill Barr at the White House. Our relationship had been a very good one and he has done an outstanding job. Job, and so 
Bill Barr's leaving two days before Christmas. And his resignation or his firing was pretty much anticipated because President Trump, it was a topic at his meetings of whether he should fire Attorney General Bill Barr. And a person close to Barr said that he was going to leave office before Inauguration Day. And so Bill Barr just retired before Trump could fire him. So it's nice timing. So you may have already heard about this, but the U.S. has been a victim of a cyber attack ever since June of this year. And so what happened was these hackers, they loaded malware. Um, malware is designed to damage your computer system. And they uploaded this malware onto a software update by the company called SolarWinds. And this allowed these hackers to get into 18,000 companies' emails, and they moved on and covered more land from there. And so basically that's what they did. And it, it's it's actually, when, when I read through it, it's just super simple, actually, because they just created a malware and uploaded it onto a software update of a company that supplies 18,000 other companies. And that's all they did. And they've made so much progress from there. And everybody is saying that this is the crime of Russia um, because this method resembles Russian hacking methods and it just leaves a mark of Russia. And <laughs> Russia is a pretty big target because, you know, Russia also interfered with the 2016 election. Maybe not interfered, but they hacked into the Democratic National Committee, too. And so, yeah, Russia is a pretty easy answer for this. And there's lots of evidence pointing to Russia. But the president, he, he tweeted that this could have been China and that this malware probably hit the voting machines, which is pretty crazy because there's no evidence behind that. And first of all, Dominion Voting, company that manages the voting machines, they don't even use solar winds as their software. So it's just a pretty big lie. And the president made a promise. Well, it's not necessarily a promise, but when a reporter asked him um, whether if the Electoral College voted for Biden, um, and would he leave the office? And Trump said, yes, yes, of course I will. Um, and you know that. And so, you know, he he said that, and now he lost the Electoral College. And so he said he said that comment maybe 20 days before the Electoral College voted, but still it's recorded material and he can't go against his word. So he should just stop making all these weird and unnecessary excuses. And so, yeah, that was actually pretty much it for this week. But I just want to close it out with, I guess, two more stories pretty much. Um, First one is a point to mention. I'm not sure if I focused on this a lot, but the Electoral College voted for Biden. It was the exact same results as Presidential Day. Nothing changed at all, right? Nothing at all. And Mitch McConnell, um, he accepted Biden as his president. Um, we can refer to 30, not 38 days ago now, but, you know, over 40 days ago when Mitch McConnell was contesting the election in Trump's favor. 
and he said Trump deserves a fair recount. Uh, but <laughs> times change, and now he's finally accepted Biden as his president. And this is pretty great news for the Republican Party, although some of them may not think it's great news. They can finally focus on bigger issues like the stimulus deal, which is still going on. And the Pfizer vaccine was distributed on Vice President Pence and Surgeon General Jerome Adams actually took it on TV. They got that shot. Um, which is pretty great news, too. And there's a second vaccine that's been approved by the CDC and FDA, the Moderna vaccine. And so, yeah, end of the virus. And it's coming good, you know. 2020 started good. It was really bad in the middle. And now it's ending on a high note, I guess, a happier note, maybe. And so, yeah, that was it for this week. Thank you for listening to Politics Politics. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share the word about it. Um, if you didn't, feel free to send feedback with the email provided on my website. Also, feel free to join our mailing list. It will send you an email every time I release a new episode. Thank you for listening to Politics Schmaltics. This was the week of 12-13-2020. You were listening to Politics Schmaltics, and see you next week.